All right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Factor here. Expect the facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday afternoon so far. I know I am. It's a very beautiful day. Like I said, the last couple days here, here in New York, ever since the storm, ever since Hurricane Ida, it's been very nice out. So I hope you guys, wherever you are, are safe. You know, I'm very sorry to those. I, mean, I, would, I do want to send my condolences out to people that we have lost, you know, during this terrible storm that we had. Wednesday night was horrible. It just absolutely was, you know, something we really didn't expect. We didn't really expect it at all. You know, you got to take these, you got to take this shit seriously. The next one that comes around, we got to be ready for this shit. You know what I mean? It's just, you, you never want to see anybody, you know, you never want to see anybody lose anybody, you know, during, during this shit. We've lost too many people as it is of recently. And of course, with you know, COVID pandemic that started last year and other stuff as well. There's too much. I don't mistake the obvious. It's just too much death in the world. It's just it's too much. It really is, and it, you know. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm really I'm really bad at this right here, but I'm so, I'm sorry. But my best was to do go out to you know people, to people's families that that lost people during the hurricane. I hope everybody's doing okay now. I hope that you guys are doing great. So this is my AEW Rampage review slash AEW All Out predictions. AEW All Out is tomorrow. You know, I kind of wish it was on tonight, you know, Saturday pay-per-view. It'll be a little more cooler, but it's all right. I think Full Gear might be on a Saturday in November, so at least that'll be nice. Um, but I thought Rampage was good. It was basically, you could say, the, the go-home show going into, or the, like, the official go-home show going into All Out. Um, when I saw the Rampage card, I mean, I was only looking forward to the Darby Allen and Daniel Garcia match, but the other two matches we had, like Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson and... Um, Chris Dylander versus Jamie Hayter and Rebel, those matches turned out to be good, in my opinion. There are all ways they did. So the show kicked off with Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson. And I'm really loving this story between, you know, Malachi Black and the Nightmare family. Like he's taking them out one by one by one. He already took out Cody Rhodes, the leader. Took out Brock Anderson. Now we get to Lee Johnson right here. And I keep saying it's going to lead to Dustin Rhodes. We'll get to that in a little while. And we know eventually Cody's going to come back. We just don't know when. But I got a feeling Cody might come back like at the Grand Slam show. That's just my, that's just my gut feeling, to be honest. I think, I think it'd be the perfect place to return. But especially in front of a huge crowd, he'll get a nice pop, even though he was getting booed at Fight for the Fall and, and at the uh, Homecoming show. Look, it's, you know, people want Malachi Black to win. They didn't want Cody to win. Why would you want Cody to win that match right there? Of course, it's Malachi Black's first match in AEW. Why would you want him to lose? It makes no sense. Or why would he lose? English just looks weak. But no, Lee Johnson getting to step in the ring with Malachi Black. You know, he got the same, you know, uh, same thing like Brock Anderson. So it's very good to get in the ring with a guy that's very experienced. You know, they did something different with Lee Johnson that they didn't do with Brock Anderson. You could say, well, Lee Johnson has more experience than Brock Anderson. So that's fair to say, because it's true. So Lee Johnson got more of his shit in on a Malachi Black. And because that was Brock Anderson's first ever... A singles match in AEW. Lee Johnson's had singles matches before, obviously. He was on a big losing streak, you know, last year, but this year he's 10-3, and three, but of course that changes, record of course changes after this match with Malachi, but he's been having a decent year, Lee Johnson. He has been. <clears throat> so it makes more sense that he got more of his shit in right there on, on Malachi. Malachi made him look very good. You know, the crowd was chanting to Lee Johnson that he fucked up when he, acc- you know, when he accidentally, oh my God, I'm saying accidentally like he meant to hit him. Oh my gosh, when he got a shot in on him and Malachi almost 
he almost went down, so it wasn't enough to get him down. And the whole Chicago crowd was chanting, you fucked up. I thought they were chanting, like, you suck or something. I don't know what, I didn't, I didn't hear what they were saying at first. And I rewatched, I was like, oh yeah, they did say you fucked up. Because somebody said it on Twitter. And I listened to it, I was like, okay, yeah, they said that. I was like, what were they saying? But, um, but yeah, like I said, Malachi made him look very good. You know, if you say Malachi, if you, if you say, like, how come Lee Johnson got more, got some of his shit in? Well, because, like I said, he's got experience. He does. You could say, like, how come Brock didn't? Well, I just said it right there. You know, Brock doesn't have much experience so far, just in wrestling in general. Lee Johnson does. And Lee Johnson's been around since last year in AEW. And he's very talented. Like I said, he's going to be one of the young stars. Him and Brock and a couple other guys, they're going to be future stars in this company. They're going to be names you're going to be talking about for years. I know that's too early to say. I just see it right there. I see a lot of potential. I really do. I like Lee Johnson's style. He's very good. He's a good high flyer. You know, he's, he's a really good wrestler in general. He hasn't really talked as much. Well, on Dynamite, I should say. Because I don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation, you know, so I don't know how he really sounds, but, um, or like how his promo skills are, I should say, but, um, but yeah, like I said, he looked very good, you know, he almost, he, this was a risky one, right? he almost broke his ankle, he did a tope suicida on Malachi, and the way he landed, he's lucky he didn't break his ankle, because, like, his ankle, like, bent right there, or, like, he buckled it, I thought he broke it for a second, I was about to say, whoa, like, that was a little, okay, like, gotta be a little careful there. Like, just seeing the way, like, his ankle, like, moved right there. I was like, oh, please don't tell me he broke his ankle. But he was fine. He kept on going. I was like, okay, thank God. It was just the way it looked. It looked nasty. I was like, Jesus. But, yeah, the match went, you know, so on and so on. And Malachi was able to take control. And, you know, he was done toying around with Lee Johnson. Got him down. Like, he fucking kicked him so hard. It looked like a field goal kick. Like, just kicked his head off. Like, Jesus. And then he went outside the ring. Malachi Black grabbed a chair. Gave to Lee Johnson, hit me. Just take my head off right there. You know, he's giving you, I'm giving you one shot right here. That's what Mark Henry and Taz are saying. You get one chance right here. You got to take him out. And Lee Johnson gets back up with the chair. Malachi waits a couple seconds, knocks him out with the black mask. You know, they haven't said that this, what, that this finisher's name. That's obviously what it was in WWE. So I'm still going to call it the black mask. He got Lee Johnson right there, knocked him out. One, two, three. Malachi Black gets the W. Like I said, great outing from Lee Johnson. Great outing, really was. Like I said, future star in this company. Or just in wrestling in general, he's going to be a huge star. So is Brock. So is Brock Anderson. You know, AEW's got a lot of good young future stars. They really do. And they're going to build them up perfectly. You know, some may not work out, but most of them will. Well, I shouldn't say perfectly, because, you know, not 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 everything can be perfect. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. But great match start off Rampage, and after the match, all Dustin Rhodes come out. He grabbed the chair, and Malachi walked off. And Malachi said, "It's not your time yet." So there we go. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Malachi and Dustin go at it because we got back from a commercial break. Dustin Rhodes was backstage talking to Mark Henry, and Dustin Rhodes said he'll be facing Malachi Black on Dynamite. He's like, "I've been through darkness for five decades. What can you do to me that I haven't already went through?" And it was announced. This Wednesday coming up on Dynamite. I'm kind of like disappointed it's not going to be on the pay-per-view. Because we know Pac versus Andrade El Idolo is not going to be on the pay-per-view. So we'll talk about that match later on um, when it when it's going to happen. I thought maybe you could have put Malachi and Dustin on the pay-per-view. They could have opened up the show. But they'll do it on Dynamite. That's fine. All right. You know what? That makes sense. It gives you like a 
like a week of buildup. You know, do you want to really do it two days later? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I'm looking forward to that match. That might be the main event. I wouldn't mind if it is because Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes actually main evented uh, the Dynamite after All Out last year against Brody Lee, the late, the great late Brody Lee for the TNT title. It was a good match. I enjoyed that. So if, if Malachi versus Dustin's the main event on Dynamite after All Out, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Fine by me. That's pretty cool. But yeah, enjoyed the match. It was good. And then, you know, enjoyed the segment, of course, from Dustin Rhodes. Cut a really good promo. Look forward to the match, you know. It's just like, I don't want to, like, bring up the other company. It's just like, you just see how Dustin Rhodes was just held back so much with that stupid Goldust character. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, look back on it. That's where he had most of his, his success, obviously, as Intercontinental Champion and everything. But it's just he could have been so much better as being the natural in WWE. could have been so much better. But they just never did that with him. They never did. It really is a shame. It's like an AEW. It's like years later. Now he's finally getting used correctly. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, it's unbelievable. But now next we heard from the TNT champion Miro as he came out to the ring and started cutting a promo on Eddie Kingston, you know, saying that he took a, uh, he took a charity contract signing with AEW, you know, and all this shit. And Eddie's a coward. And Eddie Kingston came out and said to Miro, like, you know, your God's not real. Your God's fake. Like, let's pretend your God is real, though. You know, your God sent me out here right now. And he also did say, yeah, you know, your God is, you know, is your God real? That's bullshit. And then he came to say the DDT is Miro's weakness. And that's where Miro started to really get pissed off. And he's like, why don't you come to this ring right now and I'll redeem you right now. And then Eddie Kingston said, redeem these nuts. And that was pretty funny. Went right into the ring and Miro ran away. Well, got out of the ring, I should say. And then Eddie Kingston... Got out of the ring as well, and then Miro hit him with the TNT title. They got back in the ring, and then Miro put the TNT title on Eddie Kingston. He was going to stomp on him, but Eddie got out of the way, hit him with the backhand, and then hit him with the DDT. He took out Miro. He got the big man down. That's big right there. That's big momentum for Eddie Kingston. You know, I saw one person say on Twitter, like, like Eddie Kingston will lose in a dirty way at All Out, and then he'll get his revenge at the Grand Slam show in New York. It does make more sense for Eddie to win in New York. Because in Chicago, he'll get a nice pop, but it won't feel like the same because in New York, this is where Eddie Kingston's from. He's from Yonkers. So he's from New York. He'll get a huge hometown pop. So, or maybe they'll do, I mean, well, no, I was going to say maybe they'll do something like where Eddie Kingston gets attacked and somebody takes his place in this match. Maybe they do that. That's, they could do that, but I could see Miro winning in a dirty way and Eddie Kingston gets a rematch, you know. I, I could see it. That's fine. Or I mean, if, if they're not going to go in the direction with Eddie Kingston, I keep saying Sammy Guevara because, you know, how Miro says, you know, God, he's God's favorite champion. Sammy Guevara is a Spanish god. So we could say you're not my favorite champion. And they could do a whole storyline there, which I wouldn't mind. I seem like I think I think they're leaning towards that right there to give Sammy Guevara the TNT title because now he just beat Sean Spears a couple weeks ago on Dynamite. He's not on the pay-per-view. So it's like, what does Sammy really have going right now? You get him in a program with Miro and he becomes TNT champion. Because Sammy Guevara is one of your homegrown stars. I know he's wrestled other places before AEW, but you, you know what I mean? It's like it's not like he wrestled in WWE or TNA, you know, where people like know who he is. You know what I mean? He's more of your home he's more and more of your like your homegrown stars. Because this is how people know who he is. And people really got to know him when he wrestled Cody Rhodes in the first ever match on Dynamite. Which is big which was big for his career. 
So we'll see what they do. You know, I think if, I think they might be leaning towards the Sammy Guevara Miro feud, which I'm perfectly fine with. I think it makes more sense to do that. So and that's another guy right there, another young star that's gonna carry this company, Sammy Guevara. Like he's he's really good. He's damn good. His promos are kind of like whatever at times, but he's a damn good wrestler. He's a damn good worker. So if he's the guy to beat Miro, I'm fine with it. Even though I want Eddie to win because he's from New York. He's not too far from where I'm from. So it would be nice for Eddie to win. He used to bounce at one of the uh, restaurants in my neighborhood, what I found out um, a few weeks ago. So that would be really nice. It'd be great for him to do it, you know, for New York, obviously. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, I'll be a little bit disappointed, but if they lean towards, like, Sammy, or if Eddie gets the rematch here in New York at the Grand Slam show, then he wins, I'm fine with that. But I don't know if they're going to have Miro drop it so quickly because he has had it for four months. And the way his character's going, he's unstoppable. He really is. It's going to take, like, a real underdog to beat him because Eddie's, like, about his size in a way. You know, Eddie's, like, a veteran. He's got a lot of the experience. I, keep, I do keep saying it's going to be a young guy that's going to beat him. You know, Sammy Guevara, is an under, he, would be, he would be an extreme underdog in that match. So it makes sense. I feel like it's going to be an underdog type to win the TNT title. But Miro's made the title really good. Ever since he's become champion, he's been having a great run. Because when Miro started off in AEW, I mean, he was with Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford. I mean, I guess they wanted to start him off like, like you know, he didn't want to start him off like fast right away. But like towards the end of that relationship, he started to get, you know, more angry and more serious. Especially when he took out Kip Sabian, you know. Or it was like after the... Um, Arcade Anarchy match, Miro started to get more serious, like I said, you know, I'm moving on with or without you and shit like that, like, you know, Miro doesn't want to play these games anymore, and he got more serious, you know, so Miro's really revived his AEW career, because it was kind of on life support with Kip Sabian, I have nothing against Kip at all, I think Kip's a good worker, his promos, you know, he could be a, he's a very good heel, you know, maybe it's going to be him that's going to beat Miro, because Miro did take him out. So it could be revenge right there. So that would make a whole lot of sense. You know, Kip Saban coming in is like, you know, you know, more serious and everything against Miro because you can't be like joking around, you know, and playing games against him. It's just not going to work. But we'll see. You know, I didn't mean to say it's like it was on life support, his AEW career. Well, it kind of was because it's like, okay, what are we really doing with Miro right here? He's not getting booked very well with Kip. He wasn't really on TV as much. You know, he's not beating people up as he should be. But ever since he's been by himself, he's been destroying everybody in sight. And Miro's a damn good worker. He really is. He's like the total package. Great on promos. Great in the ring. I mean, if he becomes world champion in the future, that would be like his final form right there. That's how they should do it. Like, that should be like his final form, becomes world champion. And I believe he could be. And he would definitely get over as world champion. Should have been world champion in the other company. I'm just saying. When they did the whole, when he was Rusev, they did the whole Rusev Day chance like crazy every week. That was the time to push him, like how Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson's yes move became huge and they had to give him the title. Or how Kofi Kingston, you know, with Kofi Mania, and they gave him the belt. They could have done something there with Miro as Rusev. Or with any part, still be in the WWE. He wouldn't be in AEW. Maybe later on in his career, but not now. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the Redeemer. Somebody else would be TNT champion. Probably still be Darby. Or probably somebody else. They probably would have probably gave it to Archer or something, or maybe Cage, but, uh, Brian Cage to be exact, but, um, they, they could have done so much with him, just saying, 
But now we get to the next match right here, the handicap match between Chris Statlander taking on Rebel and Jamie Hayter. And like I said, you know, when I first saw this match was announced, I was kind of like, oh, okay, fine, man. I like Jamie and I like Statlander. Rebel, in the ring, I don't care for her that much as a, as a worker, in my opinion. I don't think she's that great in the ring. You know, I feel like she's a great manager, a great, like, heel outside the ring to really piss people off, you know. that That's what I like her for. In the ring, eh, not, not that much. I mean, but she did she did okay in this match, though. And Statlander, like I said, is awesome. And Jamie Hayter, I've become a big fan of because she's pretty good. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to the match between Britt Baker and uh, Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's World title tomorrow. That's going to be a good match. You know, Statlander's actually undefeated this year. She's 17-0. But after this match, she became 18-0 because obviously she wasn't going to lose. You know, and obviously she wasn't going to pin Jamie Hayter. And the reason why is if she pins Jamie Hayter, then Jamie Hayter looks weak. And how's she going to help Britt Baker if she's losing? You know what I mean? And Chris Statlander can't lose because she's got the match with Britt Baker. So she's going to look weak going into that match. So obviously Rebel had to take the pin or, you know, submission right there. So you had to protect Hayter and you got to protect Statlander. Because that just makes no sense. It's a lose-lose situation right there. Nobody wins in that situation. That's basically like why Rebel's there too. To take pins and, you know, and submit and everything. So that's that's really why she's there. So, um, But yeah. And I, I really love the spot in this match where she had like Rebel. Where Chris Statlander had Rebel like on top of her shoulders. And the Jamie Hayter was, like, charging at her, and Statlander grabbed her, and she fucking slammed both, like, Rebel and fucking Jamie Hayter. I was like, damn. Like, they've said Statlander is strong. She's incredibly strong. She might be the strongest woman in AEW. That is just raw power right there. She is really good. You know, I know she's kind of, like, botched a lot before, ever since she's come back, you know. I, I know, but recently she's been getting better, so... That was good right there. That was a good spot. That really was. But then, you know, Jamie Hayter, like, you know, basically walked away from the match. And Rebel submitted to a fucking pretty much, like, unique fucking submission hold that Chris Steinlander had in. And Rebel tapped out. And that was it. So Chris Steinlander gets the win over Jamie Hayter. And Rebel, they tried to attack her at the match where Red Velvet came out. And, you know, kind of, like, even the odds a little bit. Red Velvet got like no pop. She's getting a few boos right there. I mean, people they like they liked Red Velvet, but ever since she's you know had the few Britt Baker, eh, not as much now. But you know she'll be okay. You know she just needs to chill out with the you know botching in the ring. But it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, though Statlander has looked really good recently, especially right there. You know the crowd, the crowd popped for that right there when she's fucking. Picked up uh, Rebel and Jamie Hayter, so Britt Baker's got a tough challenge. She's got a tough challenge at All Out. She really does. Statlanders look pretty strong. If she could do that, there's a chance she could she could beat Britt Baker. But again, I still think the woman to beat Britt Baker is going to be Thunder Rosa, and it'll be next year at Revolution. Whether Revolution's in February or March, that's when she's going to win. And at least the good thing is, at least we'll see her Karushita in the Casino Women's Battle Royal. Well, we haven't seen Sheeta on Dynamite since May. That's been a long time. And maybe they're going to do a rematch between 
Sheeta and Baker pretty soon, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she hasn't been on TV for months. She was she's a longest reigning AEW Women's World Champion, unless they want to really have her wrestle on dark and dark elevation and wrestle these other wrestlers as well. Okay, fine. I could understand that. Or I guess they want to give somebody else a spotlight and give other women, you know, a spotlight and everything. That's kind of what they, that's kind of what they did when, when Sheeta won the belt from Nyla Rose. You know, Nyla Rose, like, walked off for a little bit, and she didn't get rematched until, like, November because they gave other women opportunities. So that, so that makes sense. Okay, I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but you got to put Sheeta on Dynamite. I mean, come on, you got to do it. It's like they, finally put, they finally put Ty Conti back on TV. It's like, it's about fucking time. Jesus Christ. And I'm sure her and Anna and Jay are going to team up next week against uh, Penelope Ford and uh, Allie. No matter what happens in the Battle Royal tomorrow. I just hope they don't do any friction between Ty Conti and Anna Jay. That's way too early to do it. Because Anna Jay is here to save the Dark Order. So you can't do that. Like, please. Don't, don't do that at all. They ruin the whole thing. But, um... We'll talk about the AEW All-Out card after we're done reviewing Rampage right here. So now we get to the main event of Rampage. A rematch from a few weeks ago on Dynamite. Darby Allen, the Strange Enigma, versus Red Death, Daniel Garcia. And I gotta say, this match, I would have to say it was better than their match on Dynamite a few weeks ago. The match on Dynamite was good. This one was a little bit better and added more, you know, star power. So we could see him was on commentary. And it was funny, when he made his entrance, he went to the fucking crowd. And a fan offered him a beer and CM Punk looked at him like, uh, no. CM Punk is straight edge, means he doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs, doesn't smoke. So I was like, oh, shit. Well, maybe, well, maybe I don't think the fan was even really thinking. He probably forgot that CM Punk is straight edge. He probably forgot, you know. I'm, I'm sure CM Punk's not mad about that. He was, just, he was like, uh, no. <laughs> or maybe the fan was just joking around. I saw some people getting mad at the fan. I'm supposed to be I'm like, oh, my God, he probably forgot. And the guy's probably drunk. He probably doesn't even remember that he's straight edge. It's like, what, supposed to be like he's supposed to automatically remember? Even I forgot for a second that he's straight edge. So like, oh, my gosh, we all forget things. Or maybe the guy was just joking around with him. Like, oh, my gosh. Don't take it so seriously. <laughs> but Punk, I mean, yeah, Punk was laughing about it, though. I mean, of course, it's funny. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. It was, it was really nice to see him and Chris Jericho on commentary. That was really nice. That was pretty cool. I, for a reason, I always thought they didn't like each other, but I guess I was wrong. And not because, like, you know, what you see on TV. I don't know, like, you know, backstage stuff, I guess. I guess I was wrong. I guess they are friends. I thought maybe they just didn't like each other. Well, yeah, the match between Darby and uh, Garcia was good. Like, Daniel Garcia, he is, he's another future star right here in AEW. You know, he's a lot like Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson in a way. Like, a little, bit, a little bit with his look and also, like, his wrestling style. Because he's a really good technical wrestler. And when Bryan Danielson does come to AEW, I think he should work with Daniel Garcia first. Like, that should be the big few to start off. You could say, well, why, why, why wouldn't you start off... Brian Danielson with somebody else. Like, CM Punk started off with Darby Allen. Yeah, but Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia basically have, like, the same, you know, abilities in the ring. So why not? It's like Brian Danielson wrestling a younger version of himself. So why not, right? I, I would do it. And, and Garcia would get over. He wouldn't win the match, obviously, because Brian Danielson has to win. But he would get over in a way right there. So I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. Perfectly fine with that. That's fine by me. And I gotta say, these guys 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, they were in WWE as Everrise. You know, I heard they were in NXT and they weren't really doing much. But here in AEW, they've done a whole lot. Getting to be in the ring with Sting and a great few with Darby Allen, you know. They've been doing really good. 
Even though they haven't won as much, they've been doing good, though. You get on national television against Sting. I mean, that's a win right there. That is right there. Even though it's a loss, even though they lose, it's still a win. And they're good heels, too. They're really good heels. They can push people's buttons. They really could. They got some good heat, which I like. But yeah, Darby and Garcia, again, they put on a great match. You know, CM Punk was having fun on the com- on uh, commentary, which was nice. You know, it was, like, it was like, a, like a warm-up match for Darby Allen, you know, getting ready for All Out. And it was fun. It was a good main event. Really good main event right here. I mean, the fact that Daniel Garcia, he's main evented two Rampage so far. Out of the four Rampages they've done, he's main evented two of them. Against John Moxley a couple weeks ago at the first dance. And against Darby Allen last night. So I think they see a lot of potential in Daniel Garcia. They see a lot of potential like I see a lot of potential. Like a lot of us fans see potential in Daniel Garcia. So that's, that's a huge W for him right there. They get to main event two Rampages. Especially them being live too. That's huge. That is huge right there. So a million people a couple weeks ago, because Rampage got a million views um, a couple weeks ago for the first dance. So a million people watched Daniel Garcia wrestle. That's, that's huge right there for him. That's amazing. You know, so this kid is going to be very good here in AEW. going to be very good. At first second, I thought he was going to beat Darby Allen. For a second, I thought he was going to. <laughs> was I wrong right there? But Darby Allen, they were both on the top rope. And Darby Allen hit like a little bit like of a coffin drop on him to like release the hole. And Darby Allen like trapped his legs and got him in that pinfall. Almost like a snare trap, like pinfall. Got him one, two, three. Darby Allen gets the win. And then 2.0 got in the ring, attacked right away. Sting was in there helping. I was taking him out. Then CM Punk came to ringside. And then Darby Allen flew right on to 2.0, took them out, got right in CM Punk's face. That's how Rampage ends. A nice stare down CM Punk and Darby Allen haven't gotten physical with each other. That's good right there. CM Punk got a little bit, he got physical with 2.0 on Dynamite back on Wednesday and hit the GTS on Parker. But him and Darby haven't gotten physical yet, which is good. It's like, all right, we got to save that for the pay-per-view. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect right there. I'm looking forward to this match tomorrow. It most likely might be the main event. I'm fine with it if it does main event. It absolutely should main event. It's in Chicago. If it wasn't CM Punk's hometown, that's different. But it's in Chicago. He's got a main event. He's gotta. If not, I mean, okay, fine. But we already have seen Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. So should that match main event? I mean, when you think of it, it's for the world title, so it should. But this is CM Punk right here in his hometown right here. That's like if Brian Danielson, like, say if, like, if Full Gear was in uh, Aberdeen, Washington, he would have to main event, but Full Gear is going to be in St. Louis. So, you know what I mean, though. But I'm looking forward to it. Now let's get to my AEW all-out prediction. So let me pull up the pay-per-view card right now. Oh, yeah, and uh, by the way, they did announce they did announce that Andrade, El Idolo, and Pac will face off on next week's Rampage. So, all right, that's fine. I mean, you could say, why is it on Rampage? Why don't they just put it on Dynamite? I mean, that's big for Rampage. People, more people will tune in because people are really invested in this match. So that's how you get people invested. You put it on Rampage. That's fine. Those two, that means the main event, unless whatever the other two matches on the card will be, that match has got a main event. So that's how you get people invested. That's how you do it. They're trying to get more viewership for um, 
Rampage. And even though they hit 722,000 last week, they were number one right there in that time slot. They were number one. So they don't have to hit a million every week with Rampage. With Dynamite, they really should. And they and I believe that they will. Rampage is just different. It's different time slots. And that's not an excuse. They were still number one in that time slot. So that's a W for them. That's a huge win. <laughs> oh, my God. So now let's get to my all-out predictions right here. So we'll start off with the pre-show, obviously, or the buy-in, I should say. I don't watch the pre-show, so... <laughs> So it's Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheel Yuta and Jurassic Express, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Hardy family office, the HFO. So Matt Hardy, Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, and the Hybrid 2, TH2, and Helico and Jack Evans. Like I said, I don't watch the buy-in, so I'm going to go with Best Friends and Jurassic Express. And I think it's going to lead to Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy. That's just a prediction I have. And I'd be fine with that. That's huge. That's another big few right there for Jungle Boy. You know, if he gets put over right there by Matt Hardy, that's big. So now right here we got the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal for a chance at an AEW Women's World Championship match. So whoever wins this match will be the number one contender for the AEW Women's World title. So we got Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Emi Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, Abaddon, Layla Hirsch, Kylan King, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Anna Jay, Riho, Sky Blue, and One Mystery Woman. And I believe that will be Ruby Soho, and for those who don't know who Ruby Soho is, that's Ruby Riot, but she got released from WWE months ago, and... It's a rumor that she's going to appear as the Joker for the uh, Women's Battle Royal. I don't think she'll win, though. I'm going to go with... This one is kind of hard. It's kind of hard to predict this one. But I'm going to go with Ty Conti. I'm going to go with Ty Conti on this one. I know a lot of people would say Thunder Rosa or Karushita. But I'm going with Ty Conti. You know, it may not be expected that she's going to win. But recently she's been on Dynamite. And I think she is... I don't know if she's like ranked number two right now. I think she's in the top five ranking for the world title. So I'd be fine with that. Because I know they don't want to rush Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. So they're probably going to do Britt Baker and Ty Conti. Maybe they're going to do that at the Grand Slam show. Because I don't think they're going to do a whole two-month build-up. I think they're going to do, for full gear, they're going to do Britt Baker and uh, Sheeta. That's what I believe. But for... Um, the Grand Slam show, they'll do Britt Baker and Ty Conti. That's, just a, that's a prediction. So I'm predicting Ty Conti will win the Casino Women's Battle Royal and she'll get a shot at the AW Women's World title against Britt Baker. So while we're on Britt Baker then, so Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AW Women's World Champion, versus Chris Statlander for the AW Women's World title. I already spoiled my prediction there, so I'm going with Britt Baker to retain the AW Women's World title over Chris Statlander. It's going to be a great match, but in the end... Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, will still be our AEW Women's World Champion. The next match, we got John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. So I've never seen Kojima wrestle at all. I know he's 50 years old, but I've never seen him wrestle at all. So I'm going to be a little bit new to seeing him wrestle against John Moxley. I should watch some clips on how he wrestles and know his style against uh, Mox. Because yeah, Mox needed an opponent for 
all out. He needed to wrestle, especially, you know, he's got his homecoming next week in Ohio, so he's got, he had to wrestle it all out. Uh, I'm going to go with John Moxley to win this match. I think it'll be a good match. We did see the press conference. They went at it a little bit on Rampage, like they showed earlier on the day, <clears throat> on Friday. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a good match. I'm going to go with John Moxley to get the W. Uh, the next match, we got Paul White versus QT Marshall. So we'll see if Paul White even competes in this match. Because he did get taken out by Billy Gunn back on Wednesday. So can Paul White compete in this match against QT? I believe he will. And he'll get the win over QT. I mean, QT's not a wins match. Especially it's Paul White's first match in AEW. So why would he lose? It doesn't really make any sense for him to lose. Unless if somebody takes his spot. But I believe Paul White will wrestle. And here's a prediction. I think after the match... I have heard some people say it. It's not really rumored. People have just been saying it on social media. I believe Shaq's going to come out after this match, and they're going to set up Shaq versus Paul White for the Grand Slam show. Because people wanted Shaq versus Paul White when he was the big show in WWE. That was supposed to happen at WrestleMania 33 because they built it up at WrestleMania 32 the year before in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Because Shaq made an appearance in the Battle Royal, and him and Paul White went at it a little bit. And I think the thing is... The reason why the match didn't happen at WrestleMania 33, like, I think it's because Shaq, you know, I, guess, I think him and WWE weren't getting along. I mean, not, not, not like getting along. Um, they couldn't come to, like, an agreement. Maybe Shaq wanted to present himself in his own way. Like, he didn't want WWE to, you know, creative control him in a way like he wanted to do his own creative things. Like he did in AEW. Like he's done in AEW. Like with Jay Cargill. When they wrestled uh, Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. And then Shaq did good in that match. I gotta be honest, he did. He really did. And he took it very seriously. I feel like he should advertise the match, though, especially if he wrestles Paul White. He should advertise, because on social media, he wasn't advertising. And so it's like, you know, you gotta get people, you wanna get casual people to tune in, be like, oh my god, Shaq's actually wrestling a match. What the fuck? Holy, holy cow. And I'm sure there were some people that saw highlights of it and said, well, I didn't know Shaq was wrestling. You gotta advertise that match. Hopefully he does that if he wrestles Paul White. That's that's just a prediction. It might not, you know, it, it might not happen. But there's a reason why this match is on the main show. You could say like, oh well, because it's Paul White's first AEW match. Why would they put him on the buy-in? I think there's more to it right here. I could be wrong, but I'd be I'd be all for it. Especially the pop shackle get in Chicago. That'd be really nice. Uh, next match, we got Miro, the TNT champion, versus Eddie Kingston for the AEW TNT championship. I really want Eddie to win. I really do. But again, if this is in New York, different story. I would I would go with him all the way. But I'm going with Miro to win this match, and he'll retain the AEW TNT championship. Like I said, like I want Eddie to win, but there is more to the story, whether it's Eddie getting a rematch or whether Miro's going to work with Sammy. So oh, however they do it is fine. But I got Miro retaining the EW TNT Championship. The next match right here, we will talk about Chris Jericho versus MJF. The final fight. If Chris Jericho loses this match to MJF, he can never wrestle again. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to get very emotional right here. Because I've been thinking about this. Chris Jericho is my all-time favorite wrestler. For those who don't know, for those who are just new to tuning into this. Chris Jericho is my all-time favorite wrestler. Not my all-time favorite wrestler from WWE. From WWE, that's John Cena. And you could say, well, what's the difference? Well, because Chris Jericho's wrestled other places like WCW, Japan, of course, WWE, and now AEW. So it's 
He's wrestled all around the world, is what I'm trying to say, in different companies, not just, you know, WWE. You, you get what I'm trying to say? So, I mean, this is my childhood hero right here in Chris Jericho. One of my childhood heroes. Definitely up there. Listen, as much as it would be nice for MJF to win, I mean, I still don't think it's, it's the end for Chris Jericho. I don't think it is. I hope that it's not. Because I believe he could do so much more in AEW. You could say, well, what else more can he do? I mean, yeah, okay, you could say he's 50 years old, but still, he still got it. Actually, some of his matches haven't been that great, but he still put on some pretty decent matches here in AEW. There's a lot more he can do. And some people think he's going to go back to WWE. It's like, why would he go back for? He'll go back there to accept the Hall of Fame thing, of course. But I don't think he's ever going to go back there to wrestle, like, full-time at all. I think in AEW, he's got more, like, control, especially with more days off. He can go on tour with Fozzie, you know what I mean? You know, for some days, you know what I mean? But we'll see, though. I mean, I hope, I really hope this is not Chris Jericho's last match. I mean, I'm going with Chris Jericho to win this match. I'm predicting he's going to win. I'm telling you, I'm going to get upset if he loses, though. I really am. You know, hopefully this is not the last time we ever see the Judas entrance go into the ring. Hopefully it's not. Like, for a match, I should say. Hopefully it's not. I hope that it's not. You know, I don't want this to be the end. Like Chris Jericho said, he doesn't want it to be the end. I don't want it to be the end either. I don't. There's a lot of other things he can do here in AEW. There really is. You could say, well, what? I mean, they could do a program with him and Sammy. Like, say, if Sammy Guevara becomes TNT champion, they could always do a program there. That would be nice. There's so much more he can do. There really is. I hope it's not the end for Chris Jericho. I hope it's not. But I'm going with him to win. I'm going with him, I'm going with, with him to win this match. Uh, next match, we got the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Unbucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Versus the Lucha Bros, Pentel Cedamiero, and Ray Phoenix in a steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team titles. See, this one is really hard to predict right here. Because the Lucha Bros have come so far right here in AEW. I, I still say to this day they should have been the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions. Nothing against SCU, but when they won, they didn't get much of a pop, is what I'm trying to say. Like, people didn't seem like they really cared. If the Lucha Bros would have won... People would have went nuts. Especially after the match they had with the Young Bucks two years ago at All Out. It would have made sense that they would have won. But SCU, I kind of stand, it's like, okay. It was unexpected. It was nice for Daniels and Kazarian and Sky. It was, ni- it was nice for them. Okay, it was unexpected. They had a decent run with the belt, so they lost to Kenny and uh, Hangman. Um, but yeah. We'll see how it goes, though, with this match. I think this is going to be the match of the night. Might be the tag team match of the year. Especially, it's a steel cage. These guys are going to tear it up. These guys are going to tear it up. As much as I keep saying Santana and Ortiz are going to be the guys to beat the Unbucks. Um, I really want to pick the Lucha Bros. I really do. Because I really want them to win. I'm not, I'm not getting tired of the Unbucks. Like I kept saying, the guys to beat the Unbucks should either be the Lucha Bros or Santana Ortiz. But I'm leaning towards Santana Ortiz. Those are my guys right there. But I wouldn't mind if the Lucha Bros win. If they win, I'll be very happy. I, I, I got to go with the Young Bucks. I can't see them losing. They're gonna, I, I just keep, I keep seeing it. Santana Ortiz is going to be the guys to beat them. I could be wrong. I wouldn't mind if I'm wrong. 
but I still see it. I still see San Antonio Ortiz to throw in the Unbucks. So I'm going with the Unbucks to retain the tag team titles. Got to go with them. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to do that, but I got to go with the Unbucks to retain. Match of the night, possibly tag team match of the year. It's going to be crazy. So now we got Kenny Omega, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion versus the Impact Wrestling World Champion Christian Cage for the AEW World Title. The reason why I'm saying this match right now because I don't think it's going to be the main event. If, it, if I thought it was going to be the main event, I'd say it last. But um, these two are going to tear it up again just like they did on Rampage last month for the Impact Wrestling Championship. I was really surprised Christian Cage won. So Christian Cage is still undefeated, so... Can he beat Kenny? Can he do it twice? Can he beat Kenny twice? I don't think so. I think Kenny Omega is going to hand him his first loss here in AEW at All Out. And Kenny, by God Omega, is going to retain the AEW world title. Because right there, Hangman and Page is still the guy to beat Kenny Omega. He's still the guy to do it. He is still the guy to do it. Like, would I mind Christian Cage winning? No, I wouldn't. But they gave him the Impact Wrestling World title for a reason. They're going to give him the AEW World title too. It would be nice, but it's got to be Hangman. It's got to be Hangman. So will we see Hangman return after this match? I kind of doubt it. I think we'll see him on Dynamite. If this is the main event, then yeah. But I don't think it's going to be. I mean, I, mean, I could be wrong. It could be the main event. But I'm going with Kenny Omega to retain the AEW World title. So now we get to potentially the main event of the evening. CM Punk, his first match in seven years. And he's taking on Darby Allin. And this might be Darby Allin's first ever time main eventing a pay-per-view. Which is huge for his career. It's already, it's already a win. It's already a win for Darby Allin. Even if he loses this match, which he's going to, because I'm going with CM Punk to win. It's a win for Darby Allen. Of course, you'll have your stupid marks and say, like, oh, my God, Darby Allen lost to a guy who's wrestled seven years. He's buried. The only way Darby Allen would be buried is CM Punk squashed him. If he hit him with one GTS and that was it. That would be buried. They're going to put on a really good 15, 20-minute match. Or maybe for, for CM Punk, maybe it'll be a 60-minute match. Like, like they'll put like a 60-minute time limit since it's the main event. You know what I mean? You know, CM Punk, I'm sure deep down he's nervous. I don't think he's just bullshitting on TV. I think he actually is nervous to get back in the ring. Well, he hasn't been in the ring in seven years. So, of course, he's nervous. But he's been training hard. He's still in great shape. So, I think he's going to do just fine. And him and Darby Allen, they're going to tear it up in Chicago. But in the end, CM Punk is going to get the W. And I'm perfectly fine with it. Even though I love Darby Allen, he's my favorite guy in AEW right now. But he's going to be for like the next few years, I'm definitely sure. Um, well, CM Punk's got to win. And he's going to. But they're going to tear it up in Chicago, man. They're going to tear it up. And I can't wait. So that's my predictions there, guys. So to clarify right here, so... With the buy-in, the best friends, Jurassic Express versus the HFO. I'm going with best friends and uh, Jurassic Express. And the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal for a shot at the AW Women's World title. I'm going with Ty Conti to win. With John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. I'm going with John Moxley to win. Paul White versus QT Marshall. I'm going with Paul White to win. Chris Jericho versus MJF. 
And Chris Jericho loses. It's the last ever match I don't have ever. I'm going Chris Jericho to win. Miro, the, the AEW TNT champion, versus Eddie Kingston for the AEW TNT championship. I'm going with Miro to retain. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the AEW World Tag Team titles. I'm going with the, the AEW World Tag Team champions, the Young Bucks to retain. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AEW Women's World, World Champion versus Chris Statlander for the AEW Women's World Championship. I'm going with Britt Baker to retain. The AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Title. I'm going with Kenny Omega to retain. And potentially the main event, CM Punk versus Darby Allin. In CM Punk's first match in seven years, I'm going with CM Punk to win. All right, guys, so we're finally done right here. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I actually will. I actually will talk to you guys tomorrow. I actually will talk to you guys tomorrow because there is some news we got to talk about with the Brooklyn Nets. They did officially re-sign Lamarcus Aldridge, so now he's back. But they also traded DeAndre Jordan. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about DeAndre Jordan getting traded first, and of course we'll finish off with great news. Even though DeAndre Jordan getting traded is great news, Lamarcus Aldridge come back is just amazing news. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. My AEW All Out review, that'll come out either Tuesday or a Wednesday because Monday I'm going to be out at the Yankee game. And I got my permit the next day, so I'm going to be studying Monday night, of course. And the Yankee game's during the day, so I don't have time to do it in the morning. And Tuesday, it might come out like Tuesday night or if not, then Wednesday afternoon. So be patient, guys. want to let you guys know. So either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll do my AEW All Out review, but I will talk to you guys tomorrow about the Brooklyn Nets, trading DeAndre Jordan, and bringing back LaMarcus Aldridge. He's back, baby. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you amazing people tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day. Have a day. Have a little, little, I can't just tongue twister right there. Have a great day, guys, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See you then.